I'm recording. Enhance. Enhance. Welcome. 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 Enhanced welcome. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to Always Strikes Last. Enhance. Always Strikes Last. Yeah. Yeah. This is the enhanced version brought to you in part by... <laughs> Miles' new mic. Yeah, yeah. he's stepping up in the world, people. He's got go. a mic that will pick up his voice and all the bassy smoothiness. So, bassy, for all of you listeners out there, still last but more sonorous. There we go. <laughs> That's the dream. Coming off a cold, extra extra bassy this week. <laughs> this week. Nice. nice. Channel that. I uh, think it's that's a hit with the listeners. There we go. Just have a just be constantly coming off a cold for the rest of the yeah, just for the, for the rest. For however for, long we have this podcast. Yeah. And like, and really just lean into it too. Like lean into your deep lean, voice. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> there's there's something to be said for like hearing your Warhammer talk from smoky voice jazz musicians. Oh man! But we should uh, we should kick off today with um, awesome news out of Las Vegas. Yes, oh yeah! Indeed. Oh yeah! What's going on? What's going on in Vegas? Uh, was- I think there's some kind of tournament. Did anybody check that out? I heard about something there. It's like a little RTT, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, yeah. someone's throwing something together, and but. Uh, GW decided to show up. Fear and Pretzel's basement. That's so cool. I I really love that they're supporting the little guy that Games Workshop. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So, of course, course this weekend is LVO. Yeah, for those who don't know what LVO is, um, okay. (laughs) uh, It's it's a giant uh, tournament. Just search LVO on the internet. You'll that's way better than us describing it. It's um, Las Vegas Open, amazing, large, large, large tournament. I miss every year because life happens. Um, and it's you know what? I, I feel like every time, so this year, um, kind of a funny uh set of games in that they're going to be playing with the new points from the new GHB but the old mission and battle pack. That is so weird, really. Just to, which <laughs> so, I would have actually loved to try out, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. But I, like, think about like the uselessness of this data that's about to come out of what is probably the largest tournament in the world. Yeah, yeah it'll be non-replicatable immediately. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, well, good I know, for them. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, I always feel like this happens every time there's an LVO where like, you know, the GHB has just come out and there's some funniness with it or there's a new book that you can't play for some reason and that like completely throws off XYZ. Maybe that just happens every time. Well, I, I, I think that has been a consistent theme. I can't remember an LVO I've gone to where there wasn't some weird wrinkle in the mix like that. It varies in size. This is probably a bigger one. Yeah, and and let's just all pat ourselves on the back for not having to deal with uh, 40K's changes or the lack thereof for uh, their side. Apparently, they're not making the changeover for this one, so whew, they're going to be even more skewed from what I hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, well, a tip of the hat to all of our friends and comrades out there playing in their various games. Obviously, we are not. We're on the sidelines this year. No, we're here talking to you. In that yeah. podcast, we're yes. we're in Vegas in spirit, chatting uh, it up in your ear biscuits, yeah. but not try continental insights. 
<laughs> but um, so last night though, um, as G Dub is wont to do, they yeah. gave us some previews of models that make me have an aneurysm uh, when I look at my bank account. And yeah. wow, there was a lot. And I gotta say, as uh, somebody who's been playing the game for a long, long, long time. The fact that I finally have another squad of Adeptus Arbites uh, to go with my old metal ones is very interesting. Um, that is exciting. Not exactly Age of Sigmar, but I'm just going to say it's really interesting that I finally get uh, some plastic uh, Judge Dreads. Yeah. No, they look yeah. great. They look great. Very, Absolutely. very cool. Very cool. But on the topic of uh, Age of Sigmar... We got uh, a bunch of new Seraphon showed off. Finally, some new models for them. Oh, I had a modelgasm when they released the cavalry. Did you see that cavalry? Oh, my gosh. I have have some thoughts in that cavalry. And I think that they are awesome, for one. Mm -hmm. Two, they follow a trend that I've been sort of tracking in my own little world with GW Cavalry of pets that are big and very cute, but somehow more dangerous than you think you should have in your house. I feel like a lot of the big cavalry models on those size bases they released have all followed like this trend, but they keep doing that. They keep like releasing on this cadence, these really cool cavalry models. So the ones that preceded it, that sort of stick out of my mind are like the kangaroo mounts from the, uh, mm. from like the hurricane wind riders. Yeah. Uh, the, the big chonky seekers that, you know, for me kind of look like chocobos for like the slick blades and the bliss barb seekers. And mm-hmm. then now these things are all big, they all look kind of like cute, but a little bit dangerous. Yeah, they're yeah. like on a farm, on a preserve, you know, out in the rural area and, you know, not city cavalry, right? They're yeah. not city I mean, cavalry. <laughs> we definitely read an article about someone who got too close and tried to pat one and got mauled to death by it on BuzzFeed. <laughs> And, you know, like, obviously there are going to be a couple of weird, like, places in Florida that will say they're completely domesticated. But, you know, there are <laughs> tales of people getting mauled by these Archaeopteryx that are coming out soon, yeah. right? Florida so, man yeah. eaten alive by Archaeopteryx. Yeah. For the for the record, <laughs> I would 100,000% watch a Netflix series about Archaeopteryx King or whatever we would call it. <laughs> With a skink on a farm in Florida. Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx. That was how we first actually discovered feathers on dinosaurs, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, Little science fact for you at home. Challenge me, science nerds. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, the the Seraphon release, I think I'm going to start Seraphon. You know why? There you go. Because they fixed the models that I hate the most from that army. There you go. There you go. Saurus warriors are chunky boys again. Yeah, Saurus warriors. They look great. Yep. Um, yep. I was going to tell you. Uh, you know, my Saurus or my uh, uh, Seraphon are still in Seattle. You just got to track down Don. He's got them. Oh, it's an opportunity right there, Matt. Yeah. Get a get a jump start. Ooh. Get some games in. Um, and then this new slan looks fantastic, you know, to, to, uh, go along with croak sort of in the new, the new, uh, more wild, uh, slan chair. Yeah. I think it's yeah. pretty cool. I love the little frog friend, uh, mm-hmm. that they decided to make a side picture of, um, yeah. and then leaning fully into that, like, <clears throat> 
Aztecian vibe for the secondary head is great. Yeah. Oh, the crystal um, skull that that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The crystal skull as well. Very, um, very, uh, pseudoscience scientist of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and the, the big fun thing for me is like, they're saying that's not it. So now I'm wondering, are we finally going to see some non-derpy salamanders? That would be great. Or some croxagores. They could use a kit. They could really um, use a kit. Yeah. I they think could stand to, pull... to revamp the base skink kit. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I think and... they're going to do a salamander switcheroo on you, Matt. I think they're going to make an awesome salamander kit. And they're going to be terrible in the game all of a sudden. Do you know how much I would love that? That's... So much. So much. Those that things... is always the way. Who says Christmas comes out once a year? You know, <laughs> they are the stick in my spokes, man. Uh, mm-hmm. If they're, you always think you can take them right up until you have no army left. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also in the Age of Sigmar, well, kind of in the Age of Sigmar, yeah, new new Warcry box set. They are just churning these Warcry box sets out. Oh, I'm loving it. Um, you know, after I get that one, just that's like two tables worth of terrain right there. No, absolutely. Um, it's amazing. Uh, and it looks like we quality. got some werewolfy vampire dudes. Mm-hmm. They're like vampire monks, aren't they? Like deny their bloodlust kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the yeah. funny thing, I don't know if you guys were listening in, was they were talking about how they'd seal themselves in a box with uh, humans and, you know, test themselves to not drink them right but they'd Ooh. be in there for days so you know by the time they'd pass their test or whatever the human would be dead anyways so it's 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 perfectly pointless i love it yeah that's a, oh, it's, a, that's it's a pretty cool cool new unit there and, uh, and the, the, the the corn guys to fight them look great as well we got uh yeah. we got some fun new uh corny uh cleavers uh that they're rocking <laughs> Right, uh, I yep. love those, mm-hmm. and they're all based off of a, or they're like a, they worship Karanak, I believe is what it is. Oh, nice! Yeah, they I have set, a thing for the hounds, I think. Set straight nerding on that one the whole time. Uh, one other thing with the the lizardmen, there were that was a that Archaeopteryx uh, mm-hmm. kit was a dual build, so oh. they've got. Uh, have they revealed? Some, with, oh yeah, I, I can see with the the sort of. Star lances or whatever. I'm just going to call it a star lance. Yeah. So uh, like shooty, shooty rixes and smacky rixes, right? Yeah. Although the smacky ones are just skinks with spears, so they can't be that good. Uh, they're the magical <laughs> you know, spears. No, no, no. There's, there's skinks with non-magical spears and then there's skinks with magical spears. <laughs> see, see, you say they're not that good. And then, you know, you just put croak down on the table and then, oh, okay, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, the I'm, keyword there is magical spears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I presume that that would be something that you can pull a classic lizard man and make them like damage 20, yeah. uh, red well, minus uh, four, uh, three mortal weapons on threes to hit, you know, yeah. just, just the normal lizard man thing. I mean, yeah. you know, skinks <laughs> throwing javelins, those are the free extra attacks they give you on all of your, uh, you know, all of your extra like dinos. So the, you know, Bastilodon, four extra skink javelins, uh, they, they just give these things out like they're candy and they've never hit once. As far as I can tell, 
Oh yeah. Uh, They've been absolutely <laughs> pointless in any games we've had. It's just the, uh, it's just the, just the, no, it is just the bestilled on shooting uh, twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, very technically, very technically, those skinks get to shoot twice, too. You know, unannounced, but I'm pretty sure if you take the special character from the book, Arcturex King, uh, they get, you mm-hmm. know, mortals and fives and sixes. And if you look at them funny. Oh, yeah. And then you can summon him back and the unit will be twice its uh, original size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But really, the, the previews are great. I mean, uh, fun to see some new stuff coming out. Fun to see Warcry support. I know that I go down the same rabbit hole every time one of these boxes comes out with a band I want. My train curl election on the grows. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm I'm loving, um, especially the treatment now they're, now that they're giving the uh, lizard men with the paint schemes. Um, they look They look solid. No, I really enjoy that. The uh, the Starborns yeah, yeah, yeah. look angelically terrifying. I don't know if that's a correct description, but it's what I'm going with. And then the others mm-hmm. look like, yeah. hey, that would be a thing I could run into, uh, you know, in a swamp that I'd be terrified and run away from, as opposed <laughs> to the older, older Saurus warriors, which were like, okay, I'm going to lay this stick down. You're going to step on it wrong. You're going to fall and you're going to break every bone in your body. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, so um, uh, just to uh, change the topic a little bit, um, that new new general's handbook is finally out. Although uh, due to a shipping error, it's not actually physically in my hands yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Gotta we'll love get there. It. We'll get there. Uh, apparently, uh, in Nottingham, they had a little warehouse switch brew. You know the old uh, uh, shell and uh, uh, cup game of, yeah, the old, uh, of oops, warehouses out of paper. <laughs> um, so fair enough, fair play to them. And but uh, got in a game uh, this week with my new uh, big wall list. So that's very exciting. Uh, we're using the new the new GHB. Oh, very nice. So you you were utilizing the new rules, getting a sense for this Galatian champions business. Exactly. Nice. Uh, and so, yeah, so I had, uh, so Big Wah, uh, Ma Crusher, uh, Mega Boss on Ma Crusher. I had, I just sort of went with the same loadout that I usually go with, which is uh, the smelly one uh, and Armor of Gork, which is minus two movement, but six up, uh, feel no pain with, uh, and plus one to hit all the time. So that's kind of nice. And then he had, uh, what was his, uh, oh, his, he went with the, he was mighty bossy. So he could do the mighty destroyers thing, even though, even if somebody else had been the mighty destroyers, I don't know if I'm going to keep using that, but that was traveling that, uh, had a mock, uh, um, a war boss on foot mm-hmm. with a destroyer ax. So that's the once per game plus three damage. Um, that's a, that's a spicy meatball when that lands. Oh yeah. Um, had a war chanter, a swamp kala shaman with pot grot, and a wargog prophet to round it all out. Had a uh, Galatian sharpshooters battalion uh, with some man skewer bolt boys, uh, uh, a squad of ten brutes, and a squad of, of gut rippers. And then uh, my mega boss on foot was joined uh, in a, a Galatian command with the uh, another squad of ten brutes. So it's twenty brutes, 
10 gut rippers, six bolt boys, and then all the heroes in the mock pressure. Did, did I miss here or did, did you say you put the bolt boys in like a sharpshooter battalion or, or what was? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the new Galatian sharpshooter battalion lets them target uh, heroes, especially Galatian uh, commanders, champions, even though that they are within one inch of, uh, of troops. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. And, um, uh, that's, that's very key. <laughs> very, yeah. very key now. Um, and, and so I was playing against, uh, some Stormcast, and I have the list here. Um, I didn't get his, uh, battalions listed, but I can make some educated guesses, but okay. he was, uh, hammers of Sigmar. Uh, nice. So, you know, the six up, uh, feel no pain when you're next to a objective. Uh, he had Bastion, uh, a Celestine Prime, a Knight Relictor with uh, Translocate, and a Lord Imperitant. Uh, ten Judicators with uh, Skybolts, nice. uh, with the bows. Mm-hmm. Uh, two units of Liberators, and a big unit of ten prose- uh, Protectors. Nice. Yeah, so it was beefy. Yeah, yeah, And so uh, what was it? We played the Prize of Galay, which is uh, obviously a very popular mission. It's the same one uh, from the last book. They carried it over. So that's the one where you are, uh, you have, f- there's five objectives and you turn one on every turn. Right, so they all start off and then uh, the, the person who goes second can choose to activate it to, uh, to make that uh, objective um, scorable for for the rest of the game, and uh, he gave me first turn. Um, I kind of just moved everything up. I was able to grab the objective. The first thing I noticed was uh, there were no good secondaries that you can like. It was a real reach to get a secondary on the first turn. I love um, it. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. love it. I definitely spent a command point to auto run a my mega boss on foot to get him onto an objective to get uh one of those new ones that requires a galatian a galatian veteran on a on a objective that does seem to be a theme i'll just add real quick because you should have hopped onto that point no mm-hmm. pun intended miles but i feel like a good percentage of those objectives require a relation veteran to be alive or champion say to be alive and nearby otherwise you're basically quite secondary poor yeah, yeah. unless you're pulling from your own book which big wah only has one i think um so. they have a couple but there's one good one uh so the three that i ha- i have access to um, there's the two that I normally have access to, uh, which was the, there's the iron jaws one, which I continue to get because my general still is iron jaws. And that is really difficult to do. I always want to do it. It's very tempting. And that's get stuck in, uh, which you can only do on the first or the first or second turn of a game. And you need to finish the, finish the turn or finish your turn with every model in your army within 12 inches of the enemy. Yeah. Which Oof. is rough. It's a it's a rough one that'll put you right out of um, right out of any tactical viability for your army. Well, <laughs> there's that, but like you know, my whole army wants to move up anyway. It's actually not that hard to achieve. the The real trick is uh, not killing yourself out of range. Yeah. Mm. If, if you if you hit them too hard, you will suddenly be out of range. 
that seems to be the problematical part to it. Yeah. yeah it's like, I can totally see that. Um, the other good one, uh, is, um, uh, stomp the, or stomp the puny gets or something like that, which is kill mm-hmm. all of their battle line, which, you know, sometimes you can do it. Sometimes you can't. Um, and then the, the easy one for big Wa is I have at least 24 Wa points. And by the end of the turn, I have 30 Wa points. Yeah. So it's a nice late yeah. game. Just like, yep, I'm going to get that one. No problem. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a um, it's an interesting thing. I mean, of course, not all the books are created equal, and there's some opportunities there. I know if I encountered a couple situationally easy ones, even the Ogre book when I was last playing in that former GT in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard some rumors that a lot of the big tournaments might actually level the playing field and not allow secondaries for books. Man, GT. I think that's a that's a bit overreaching as a tournament organizer like there are certain armies that really really rely on that and that's the only way they can get through uh especially as the ghbs come through right so i don't know i don't know how i feel about that it'll be weird yeah Yeah. it'd be worth trying out just to see what the what the effects are of of doing that but i i think i'm with you matt that uh you know we got to play the game warts and all I think the only if if I were to have a thing that I'd say no, this is clearly not really thought about and unattainable for some armies first auto win for others. It's grand strategies. Um, yep. Those yep. you know some are just out of your hands as a player, so it's non-interactive. There's no way to deny your opponent then, um, regardless of how much you try. Uh, so like eh eh. That that would be the tentative one, but I prefer to not take anything off the table except for the cron spine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point there. No, I, uh, I think that's that's something we'll yeah. have to see if they try to do. But you know, purely unfounded rumor at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard um, the rumblings on on this side of the uh, this side of the continent as well. So, <laughs> oh, most interesting. <laughs> we'll see. What, well, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so the, the game went, went really well. I won't go through like the full blow by blow, but some, uh, key takeaways. I felt like the sharpshooter battalion was literally just attacks on my drops. Probably. Like, I just, uh, you know, I had this, I had the shooting unit and to have the shooting unit, I have to have two other units and that's attacks on my drops. So for them to target whatever they want. Uh, and that was about it. It's interesting. Did you find the sharpshooters paid for themselves with that ability? Were they taking off characters that were crucial to them scoring objectives or were they um, sort of not doing that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I mean, they're bolt boys. So like they're just fishing for sixes anyway. So the minus one to hit from lookouts there is uh, not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure that I was using them to the best of my ability uh, since it was my, really my first time going with them, I definitely would continue to take them with the sharpshooters battalion just because why not? I'm usually not that fussed about my drops anyway. Um, but, uh, I definitely don't see it like drastically changing the shooting meta. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. I, I guess uh, I was very curious because I've been speculating on it myself where when they, unveiled like the ability of the Galatian champion to essentially mm-hmm. be shielded 40 K style by proximity to, you know, the, the troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was really interested in what that would do to the shooting meta if there wasn't a sharpshooters battalion. But the existence of a sharpshooters battalion has really felt to me like it's an arms race where the parity kind of remains despite the tax on yeah. drops. I mean, and that's the thing is so because it's a battalion that is uh, it's not one to three units; it's three units, right? So I think it's situational. Uh, depend. It's literally dependent on the army. Um, I think. Um, yeah. Who won also, the game? It, by the way. Uh, I did, uh, but uh, you know, it's it a very good game. Nice. Um, those protectors put up with a hell of a lot of, uh, you know, just I mean, they fought the mock crusher toe to toe for three turns. Nice. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bastion. And the brutes were slugging it out. Uh, the Celestine Prime came in and uh, you know auto charged as he does um, against the Mega Boss on foot. Um, and there was it was a double knockout. Nice, because uh, the the Mega Boss on foot is uh, dead fighty, meaning he fights on death. So the the trick with him is, all right, I, I can see you're going to charge me, uh, or you've you've charged me here. Uh, and this is a bad fight for me. So uh, I'm going to pop the plus three damage axe and uh, I fight on death anyway. So, so nice. do whatever you want. I'm, you know, I'm still going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good foray into the new book. Uh, Matt, I think you had said that you had a game as well with the Sineshis. Best <laughs> army to game, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was an interesting fight. Uh Charles and I um, took our first test of the GHP together, uh, and he brought ogres. He brought a shooting ogre list. Um, what a so, meditator. Iron blasters and, like, Actually, lead belchers it was, and it was, or what? It was interesting. Butcher, Icebrow Hunter, Frost Lord on Stonehorn, mm-hmm. uh, two units of four lead belchers, one unit of eight iron guts, and two iron blasters. So not... not too bad a little bit more well-rounded he was hanging back from doing the insane and was Mm -hmm. just doing the i'm gonna lean into shooting and then (laughs) you know i like gut busters um so i mean who doesn't the iron guts are the best i love those so much (laughs) yeah so uh first turn well we we actually ended up playing two games because uh he white mathed the table at the beginning of turn one because he got a double So there was really nothing to do. And uh, and I was just like, yeah, this game is lost. Let's, you know, let's reset. We're we're not that far in. Let's try it out. Um, And the main reason that he was able to do that was because I don't have the new GHB as well. And so I'm not as just practiced on reading it. Like I have to read the book in order to really soak it in. Um, Mm -hmm. Reading rumors never really works for me because, you know, the rumors. or just, you know, YPD or whatever. But um, so I had made the major mistake of thinking that the uh, the character distance from battle line roll was three inches instead of one. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. So that's how you find out real quick is uh, A, not read the rumors um, or the rules <laughs> as they're released. <laughs> and B, go up against Charles with a pretty nasty shooting army. Yeah. Um, so That'll second time it. around racked up, um, <laughs> made it to a, uh, five turn game, which was honestly pretty good for Slanesh against that book, that freaking book. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, oh, my list uh, was pretty much the same as uh, uh, Squigmas, um, just no keeper this time. And I used the extra uh, slots to add um, two units of, uh, oh, man, 10 Hellstriders. Uh, so two okay. of 10 Hellstriders. Wanted, you know, some either screening options or just something fast. Um, well, and you're not going heavy on list barber archers, right? If I remember right or not, you didn't have any, uh, no, I had two units of 11, um, and then four units of Simbarash at the minimum five, and then two Mm -hmm. units or two of the, uh, little mortal sorcerers. I can never remember the shard speaker, um, the mirror with the new buff to give her uh, the uh, regenerates uh, or stands back up and D3 wounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the, the, the come back alive if you die out of yep. the four up. Yeah, no. yeah, and then, you know, uh, gave her the, the standard flaming weapon and then uh, it's the warlord trait that gives her plus one to wounds. So I went ahead and stuck that on her... Uh, Nice on her weapon as well. Kind of tried to make her a good all rounder, um, just for support. Um, and uh, that again, that one went pretty well. There were a couple of really bad rolls for charges from Charles there that kind of saved my bacon. Um, but the the ability to have those little characters and have the points to place all those little characters in. Um, mm-hmm. Now with the points drops, made it a lot more competitive than I thought it would be. Um, and and going back to that earlier uh, topic of like how the objectives are harder, there wasn't a single turn that I didn't get my objective. I was outscoring him right up until he uh, tabled me um, because of the speed. So I think it really favors speed now um, when you're playing with the new missions, or at least this mission. Mm-hmm. Um well, there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, of the secondaries where it's like, I need two characters and I need them to be in the middle of the board. Yep. Right. And, and the sooner you can do that, the sooner you can start getting those. Yeah. And when the majority of your army is eight inches and your shooting can run and shoot, and then your other guys don't have to do anything but just follow up, right? Mm-hmm. There's not really much reason not to do it, especially with that army, because um, you want to be closing the gap anyways, to just kind of harry and get that depravity. Mm -hmm. Um, the, (laughs) this it's insane, uh, because I watched it happen and just still didn't believe it. The twin souls, just, uh, two units of twin souls managed to eat through that reinforced, um, iron guts unit just right off. Wow. They just like, nom, 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 uh, damage two. I don't care. How good anybody thinks their save is, if you're throwing that many attacks, damage two is just going to wipe you off the board. Um, did the same to his uh, his Stonehorn, dropped it down to almost half wounds just from, a, I think it was two guys left after the charge attacking okay. him. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. The, you got, oh, go ahead. Oh, but I was going to say, but you ended up... Uh, running circles around him, then he killed the army and was able to catch back up. Is that what ended up happening? Right? Yeah, it's it's essentially, you know, like, okay, how much are you going to have left? Oh, what can I do to throw into that stone horn to just keep it there and, like, hopefully pull off wounds while I take a, take out the rest of your army, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, after a certain point, you just don't have enough bodies left to stop a stone horn. Uh, that is really the trick. Especially yeah. if it romps around on you. Yeah, that that he got so many long rolls with the uh, that monstrous action. So it's it kind of just one like of the most fun things in AOS right now. I'm sure it is, but if you're the opponent, you're like, I don't know where you're gonna go with this. All I know is I can get depravity off of it. I'm just gonna bunch everything up so you feel that you have to take mortal wounds on everything. Can I can I share with you, Matt, as a thing to pass on to Charles, which is a really a great salty rub in the wound kind of moment with that. Mm-hmm. Probably not good for tournaments and sportsmanship, but great. I mean, Jack, it's, it's possible. He even listens to this podcast. It's not like we're recording this or anything. I, I know. I know. I, I, mean, yeah. I just want to make sure it, it hits, hits those ears, but it could be really fun to just prepare for that moment with a delightful YouTube video of like a puppy, just jumping around, having the best time in a field. Oh yeah. Sure play it, play it for your opponent as you roll the three dice every time, you know, that is in his wheelhouse. So, uh, if you are listening, Charles, then, uh, yep. I'm expecting it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, I, I do want to say that I think the, the sharpshooter thing, I think you have to, you have to have already had your list built and it fit in for it to be good. Like, with the bliss barbs, mm-hmm. I can see them in that, mm-hmm. right? And then I take the other unit tax for whatever it is, but I've already got the bliss barbs built up. And those on mass will take out a five to seven wound character if I dedicate enough at them, right? Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Whereas, like, if it's the smaller, more expensive units that can just easily be wiped out, I think it paints a target on their back. Uh, even more so than they already have. Like, I'd love to see, I really am interested to see how Stormcast works with that, with the uh, long strikes or hurricanes. Um, Because now a lot of people are starting to use, um, actually, we'll probably see a lot more hurricane bolters, right? So Sure. It's, I, I, w- I will say, for uh, I know they don't usually get played, but those uh, adjudicators with the bows, they were pretty good. I could see they it They're very good. You know, well, it's uh, it is an interesting, interesting point you make them at where it's like if if you have stuff in your list that fits in that role, great, it's gonna be even more valuable now. If you need to kind of stretch too hard, you know, maybe that takes you away from the core competencies what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. in the field, and maybe it's too much. But I, I do think that a lot of units are going to shine with that. I've been looking at the bliss barbs too with it because. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a good slight segue into my own journey of the New Year New Army, where I've been preparing for a GT next week by trying to finalize my list. I'll be bringing the uh, Soneshi arm uh, of the Slaves of Darkness for the Grand Host of Sonesh, bringing some uh, some Chaos Warriors and Chosen and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am definitely going to bring in some Bliss Barbs to as allies to fit into that particular slot, so at least have some options for getting in. After those sure. Galatian, uh, sure. Galatian uh, champions or those screens, even if that's if that's a thing, uh, I don't have much in the way of results to report yet. But I can at least share a list with you guys if you all want to yeah. hear about. Lay it on us. All right. So the one that uh, I'm ultimately going to use is a little bit TBD because it's limited by what's assembled right now, and you know what I have in that box, uh, Miles, mm-hmm. left with me, nice. but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
it is it is likely to involve at the very least the core unit the the perfect delivery vehicle for mayhem which is 10 Slaneshi mark chosen with a screaming banner which all gives them a plus one attack on on charge and nice. it's going to be backed up by a war shrine you know with a slanesh prayer to potential out for a 3d6 charge and uh the version of it that I'll likely end up bringing is going to be, uh, in addition to that, uh, a couple chaos lords on foot to allow for some really robust versions of the uh, Galatian champion. Mm-hmm. You know, the 10 chaos warriors uh, will probably end up with a Nurgle banner, actually, because, you know, we'll cross pollination. A chaos sorcerer lord, Sigvald, because fun when you have three yeah, yeah. charges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine unmade, some dark oath savagers. Uh, unit of Bliss Barb Archers, and then probably a Fulmeroid Crusher, also in the Sniper Battalion. Nice. Ooh, uh, the Bliss Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I gotta say, I really like those Dark Oath. Um, the more that I'm looking at them, they seem like they should be on the table quite a bit in a Slaves of Darkness army. I think so. I mean, there's, there's really nothing not to like about them for a hundred points. I mean, not to wax too poetic on how great they are, but they have the sixes on hits or automatic bonus mortal wounds. It's kind mm-hmm. of what you always want, but people have been talking so much over the snake people regardless, but they're beefier. They have more damage in general. Uh, and if they actually go and contest an objective, they get a five of ward save for the rest of the game. Yep. And that's, that's my main thing, right? <clears throat> Take two units have them move up the field, follow behind some chaos warriors or some chaos knights that are going to clear something really quickly. And then boop, five up involves for the rest of the game. Now you have a troop that's just made itself so much better. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll see how this all performs. Maybe I'll tweak it a bit, but I'll say that, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most on this, especially once I get the, the paintbrush actually working on it, is to take these old hammer chaos lords I acquired to be the uh, the leaders of the Saneshi forces and make sure that they're really highlighted. Got some resin bases and all for them, but I have the old oh, snake exciting. dude with pointing his finger, mm-hmm. and I have the guy with like the hermit crab or fly claw. I guess you, if you know the one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Those are chaos lords in full. Let me nice. Well, what, what I'm excited for. Uh, you know, in, in the interim is that if I remember what's in that box of chaos stuff that uh, you are holding on to very nicely for me uh, is uh, chaos Lord Wayne Brady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's this ancient model. I don't know where he's from, uh, but he is uh, in progress choking a bitch. Uh, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's holding up some peasant by his throat. Just like, uh, yeah, and the peasant is painted as well. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, if he's on the right size base, he is 100% oh, no, he's, coming a week from he's Saturday. He's painted, he's based, he's all set. He's ready to yeah. roll. It's, I, it's likely that he will be famous a week <laughs> and two days from now. <laughs> Wayne Brady. Yep. I, I'm excited to get Slambo back on the field now that the exalted uh, champion is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Get my Slambo on. That's that's gonna be fun because he, of course he, he's like the model for it with the two axes, right? Like oh yeah, eight attacks going crazy. The the one annoying thing about that, and this is maybe just a small quibble, but they're not all in the same size base. So it's thirty twos for the exalted champion, and it's forties mm-hmm. for the chaos lord, and 
was kind of nice. You could just decide game by game, which one they were going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh, I guess they had to push it out uh, for that, <laughs> for that reason. Right. Yeah. Um, differentiate differentiation, differentiation, something words. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, absolutely. 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 But if I, I tell you guys, I can, there are a couple variations on this. I can go on and on about all like the crazy fun list tech theories I had, because that's what I did when I was in Taiwan. I couldn't physically play or paint, but I will restrict myself for the purpose of our podcast here to one thing I want to point out, which I think is just awesome about mm-hmm. slaves to darkness. Chaos. Lords. All right. They are literally built so well for this general's handbook because not only are they tough in general and sort of fighty, but not only do they have a great troops option to stand next to to shelter behind, who is kind of hard to pick up, you know, with the toughness sure. of chaos warriors and chosen mm-hmm. and such, but they're one of those Lord choices that has a bodyguard, you know, special rules. So you can snipe them all you want. They still have a three of ward just passing wounds off all day. Yeah. So they're actually sticky, not just like everything stays the same, but the sniper battalions here sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the there's so many there's so many uh, iterations of lists now that I've got like an actual game against the or using the new rules that I want to try from so many different armies. Um, but like half of my armies are cavalry. Come That's on, it. Games Workshop, and I'm getting Dino Cavalry. Where's my cavalry book? I mean, I'm excited for sure. about this. For I'm sure, next season, <laughs> the, uh, what is it, General's Handbook 2022-2023 Season 3 General's Handbook. Artillery. Out. Yeah, artillery. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true, but eventually we'll we'll get to the one that Matt's waiting for. I, I even I, have the name of it paraphrased yeah. as the, the fields of the insert name place next to Gallant. There. Yeah, there it, we go. You know, we kind of have it already, but I would love to see them come up with more uh, melee artillery. Does that make sense? You know, things that are, uh, they're not monsters, they're machines of war, and they have, you know, they're, they have crew, and they mm-hmm. break. You know, I, I feel like there's this, there's a much different, there's a, a different flavor to that than we see out of these, like, sort of big monsters or monsters mounts that uh, could be really interesting design space. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, that. I mean, that would be really cool. <laughs> Anything that can take my attention away from the ire of iron blasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, but like uh, <laughs> your, your snotling pump wagons or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in steam tanks in a, in a, in a, at a certain level. Or like the um, doom wheel, the doom wheel. Yeah, the doom wheel. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, 2023 is the year of the doom wheel. We're calling it right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. Doom Our wheels for president. July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. That'll that'll be fun. Oh. So so much to look forward to though. I'm I'm excited about a new season for now, just to see a little little spice on the table with these things getting their day in the sun. Cause I don't know where I was reading or hearing it, but mm-hmm. there really was like a long period of time when the lowly foot hero just kind of felt like an outcast in his own book, unless he was a support piece with a cool buff aura. So he, he never was yeah. there to be a good duelist. Yep. Now they've kind of got some play. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully that can like they can expand those rules in some way, shape, or form to kind of allow uh, a little bit more survivability for. I mean, look at Night Haunt. 
for armies like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that oh, really truly rely on it. So, no, well, we'll see. I, I firmly believe that a lot of this also like provides them with testing for the next iteration of the game, or you know, oh, yeah. updates, right? So, mm-hmm. it'd be really cool to see that come into play at some point. Um, yeah, should be a lot of fun, especially with um, you know, Beast of Chaos and. Gloom Spike gets coming out. Oh, um, yeah. A whole lot of foot characters. You thought we I weren't going to talk feel, about it. <laughs> almost feel like they're creating this just so they can come out and punch above their weight. There we uh, go. We almost right got to before. the end of the episode without talking about Beast of Chaos and Gloom Spike Kids. Well, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited. As we all know, right now it's impossible to know what is inside those mysterious tomes, but yes, there are a wink. lot of bodies. Uh, you can't see me winking. Yeah. I'm winking. <laughs> oh, heard man. here first. But yeah, no, uh, absolutely right. Both both armies have a ton of foot heroes, um, and and good ones. I mean, you know, classically good ones. Yeah. Uh, so they should excel. And from the you know uh, tiny bits of information here and there from the Warhammer uh, Warhammer plus uh, battle reports and the random Warhammer community articles. Uh, the stuff I've seen is all very promising. Yeah. And it's, it's good. hopefully it's going to go through and balance those armies out in the way that they need, um, mm-hmm. you know, like make beasts of chaos, less uh, OP in one way um, and bring gloom spike gets up to that place where they can actually, you know, compete without doing insane things uh yeah insane to the to the lore of the army i mean yeah (laughs) it's time to make the bad moon at least a middle of the road moon yeah yeah let's let's make it let's make it passable we're not looking for a bentley we just you know (laughs) just give us uh just just give us uh um let's get a i don't know a chevy camaro (laughs) but a camaro that, that that's a respectable commuter vehicle. It has to get you there reliably. <laughs> Give me that Toyota Camry right yeah. now. <laughs> really oh. getting hitting all the all the gearhead uh, jokes this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some mileage left in it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, the tank's not empty yet, right? So, oh man, but. <laughs> Really interested yeah. to see with Gits, especially what they do, because I feel like one of the one of the cores of that book, the last book, was we can generate way more command points than you can, mm-hmm. right? And that in this uh, edition just isn't very interesting because you have such a hard limit on how many of those you can actually spend in every turn. It's uh, it's true. <clears throat> yeah. So they either need a new gimmick or they need a way to to multi spend. Yep. And and it needs to not be in a gimmick gimmick. I think what they need is dependability in some ways. They keep the randomness in the places that it counts, bring in dependability, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of like a, a set level, right? Yeah. Then we can really put the rubber on the road. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Boom. <laughs> ah. Boom. <laughs> Uh, the interior comes in two styles, clammy or dank. It's <laughs> <laughs> got that new fungus smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> new fungus smell. 
Oh my god. <laughs> that's uh, I think that's a good place. I think a good place to leave everybody. Uh drive safely, everyone. And, yes. <laughs> and make sure to strike last. Yeah. <laughs> Just <in my> <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!